May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm the pastor here at Parkway Fellowship. I'm really glad that you made it to church today because today we're kicking off a brand new series called Working It Out. We're going to talk about um, God's role in our lives at the workplace because the truth is most of us are going to spend more of our waking hours at work than we are any other place else, including home. And that's just, how, that's just how life is. In fact, I remember my first job. My first job, I was a bag boy at Albertson's Grocery Store. Uh, this was back in the days when they actually had bag boys. And uh, my best friend in school, in high school, had gotten a, gotten a job there. And he was telling me, oh, how great it was and how much fun it was and how we'd have a blast. And we were like both there together, working together to just be awesome. And I, you know, sounded really good. So I applied and was hired. In fact, I remember my first day of training, honestly, it was an outstanding lesson in quality control. Um, I, the, the assistant manager asked me to arrive 10 minutes early before my first shift, and so, which I did, and uh, so he looks at me and he says, you ever done this before? I said, no, sir. He goes, well, you put the heavy stuff on the bottom, the light stuff on the top, use as few bags as possible because it costs the store money. And we're pretty busy today, so... Go ahead and get on out there. Like, that was it. You know, and before, I thought it was odd that he only asked me to come, like, 10 minutes ahead of time for, you know, training. And now I realize, like, that was, like, nine minutes too long. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, anyway, and get this. At this job, you know, that my friend said, oh, it's going to be so great. It's so awesome. Yeah, he lied. Like, he totally lied, because at this job, like, we couldn't even wear tennis shoes. We had to wear loafers. And when we took the carts with groceries out to a customer's car, when we, after we finished unloading it, we had to run the carts back into the store. There's nothing fun about this job. Like, there wasn't anything fun about this job. In fact, when I got that first paycheck and I looked at it, And I realized how far that money wasn't going to go. This job wasn't fun at all. Honestly, I hated this job. And you want to know how long I lasted? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Now you might be thinking to yourself, were you just not qualified to do anything else? Well, I, I, honestly, I wasn't, but that's actually beside the point, okay? The point is, is that after a couple of months in this, in, honestly, in this horrible job, something changed. And that something was me. I changed. Actually, God changed me. You see, my problem wasn't my job, Okay? My problem was me. Because I viewed work the way everybody else did. Not like God did. And every day as I was running carts into the store, God was talking to me and he was teaching me about work. And in this series, I'm going to share with you some of the things that God taught me during those three and a half years. As well as some things that he's taught me since. 
we're going to talk about how you can become a strong Christian influence at your work, even if there are policies in place that seem hostile towards Christianity. We're going to talk about how God can accomplish his, accomplish his purposes through you at your work. We're going to talk about how your performance at work will affect your life in heaven. I mean, it's going to be a great series, and it all begins with our topic today, how God wants us to view our work, because how we view it affects how we do it. Now, you might be in a, we might be in a job we love, we might be in a job we hate, we might be in a job that's like somewhere in between, but regardless, the job is not very likely to change. The only thing we can change is us. God can change us. And we might view work as a necessary evil. But look, here's the deal. If we view work as a necessary evil or view it as just a paycheck or you know, we view it as a means to an end or a stepping stone to a better job, then the truth is we've missed God's mark. And in the end, we will find ourselves tired and worn out and uninspired and unexcited and unexcitable about the future. And our work will become toil, it will become laborious, it will become meaningless, much like the Greek myth of Sisyphus who had to push a rock up the hill only to see it roll back down again. If we don't view our work the way God wants us to view it, it'll become meaningless. And nothing will ever change until we let God change us. And by the way, if you're retired or if you're unemployed or if you're a stay-at-home mom, you need to understand that your work might not be something that you get paid to do. Your work is rearing children. Your work is investing in your grandkids. Your work is volunteering at church or in some other organization. I mean, look, you might not get paid, but it is still your work. And everything that we're going to talk about this entire series applies to your work, whatever it is. So go ahead and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. Let's get right into it. How does God want me to view my work? How does God want me to view my work? Well, number one is this. I need to view my work as a gift from God. I need to view my work as a gift from God. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes probably says more to, about work, honestly, than any other single book of the Bible. So let's look at, passage, at, at a passage in chapter 3, and let's see what God says. It says this in verse 12. It says, so I realize that the best thing for them is to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. God wants all people to eat and drink and be happy. Now, hold on. Most people, they stop reading right there. Honestly, a more popular way, yeah, a more popular way to read this is like, hey, eat, drink, and be merry. To which people across the centuries have said, woohoo! But look at the whole verse. Look what it says next. It says, in their work, which are gifts from God. I want you to underline that part. In their work, which are gifts from God. So I saw that the best thing that people can do is to enjoy their work. 
Now, if you look closely at this verse, you'll see that it says that it's the eating and the drinking and the being happy that are the actual gifts from God. Now, the eating and drinking part, that means that God has provided your work to provide food for you and for your family. Okay? That's what it means. And this, the part about being happy means that God wants you to enjoy your work no matter what it is. I mean, even if it's, even if it's running carts back into a grocery store. But look, here's the deal. You won't view any of these things as a gift from God until you view your work as a gift from God. You have to view your work as a gift from God. Remember when you got the job that you have now? Remember when you got that job? If you're a Christ follower, you probably prayed and asked God for that job. You might have begged God for that job. You might have tried to bargain with God to get that job. You're like, okay, God, if you will give me this job, I promise that I will, like, I will help orphans in India, you know, or whatever. But, you know, the point is, is that you, for many of you, you asked God for that job, and then when you got it, you thanked him for it. So here's my question. What happened? What happened? If you no longer view your job as a gift or your work as a gift from the Lord, what happened? Probably your daily workload eventually crowded out your spiritual enthusiasm. And so now all you see is just endless, endless amounts of work done for a crabby boss who has anger issues with his or her mom. Okay? Or, you know, or some twisted variation of that. Okay, that's probably what it's like. But, but what if you viewed your job as a gift from God? What if you changed? What if you viewed it as a gift from God? N not as an assignment, not as an obligation, not as a duty, not as a thorn in your side, but as a gift from God. How would that change you, if you when you walk into the office tomorrow? And if you stay at home, how would that change you when before you can pour your first cup of coffee, the kids are like, what's my breakfast? How would it change your response? Would it change how you talk to your coworkers and just not complain all the time? Sure it would. Would it change your views when a personnel policy is handed down and after you read it, you realize it was written by a bunch of monkeys? Sure it would. It would change everything. Because, look, if you view your work as a gift that our Heavenly Father has trusted you with, it changes everything. You'd be thankful for where you work, for the people you work with, for the people you work for. Because you know that there's a reason that God has placed them in your life. Even if you don't know what that reason is yet you would know and when you view your work as a gift you will find a sense of fulfillment at the end of the day and that sense of fulfillment will bring an attitude of thankfulness and that attitude of thankfulness will provide happiness because look when you allow God to use your work to provide food and drink 
and happiness. Just like this verse says, then you can view your work as God's gift to you. But it begins with changing that mindset and viewing it as a gift. So my question to you is, will you start viewing your work as a gift from God? Will you tomorrow, when you're driving into the office, I mean, even if you get tied up in traffic, would you turn off the radio and pray and say, God, thank you for, for the gift of my work, for providing it for me, and using it to provide food for my family, for providing a means so that my daughter can take dance, so that we can fill up the car with gas. Would you pray that? Or, you know, would you write this verse in, of Ecclesiastes 3, would you write it on an index card and put it on your dashboard or put it on your computer to monitor so that you can be reminded daily that your work is a gift? Would you make a commitment to not complain about your work to the people at your work? Would you thank God for your work when you're blessing your meal at home at dinner time because God uses your work to provide the food that is on the table and that can be a key lesson in teaching your kids how they ought to view work as well? Would you do some things like that? Would you view your work as a gift from God? And let me just say this, by the way, you can never view your work as a gift from God until you believe in God and in his son, Jesus Christ. See, you can believe that God exists, but there's, honestly, there's a big difference between just believing that he exists and then also following him with your life. But that's what being a Christ follower is. It's following Jesus Christ with your life. And if you've never made a commitment to do that, there's a sample prayer for how to become a Christ follower on the very back of your message notes at the bottom. So I want you to look at that right now. If you've never prayed that prayer, I want to give you a chance to pray it. Because you need to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life to first forgive you for everything you've ever done and then pledge your life to following him. And you can do that today. And when you do, you can be forgiven. You can go to heaven when you die. And you can honor God with how you live your life. Now, I'm going to give you a chance to pray that prayer when we get to the very end of our message today. So if you've never prayed it before, please, 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 pray it today. All right. There's a second thing that we learn of how we need to view our work. Number two is this. Is I need to be the best in the world at what I do. I need to be the best in the world at what I do. Look what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. The Bible says this. It says, if the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skill will bring success. Now, you've probably heard the famous quote from Abraham Lincoln, you know, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Okay? That is the exact same principle as found in this verse. You take the time to sharpen your skills. Become better at your work. It is, honestly, it's the biblical thing to do. And 
when you do, what does the Bible say is the result? Exactly, success. He says the result is success. Now, honestly, it's a lofty goal to say that you're going to be the best in the world at something. But if your work is a gift from God, why would you shoot for anything less? Why would you shoot for anything less? I mean, if it's a gift from God, doesn't it make, this, make sense that you would want to become the very best that you possibly can at something that your heavenly father has entrusted you with? Well, sure it does. And honestly, and isn't your work so much more fun and so much more rewarding when you're successful? Yeah, absolutely it is. And honestly, too often, I see people, they're not trying to be the most, the best in the world at their job. They're just trying to get by. They're just trying to get by with their work. They're trying to do as little as it takes to keep their job. Honestly, and I wonder what God thinks about that kind of approach to work. I wonder what God thinks when someone has just been mailing it in. When someone's been doing just enough to skate by. When someone is doing just enough to not get a poor, poor performance review. I wonder what God thinks. I wonder what God thinks when someone like that prays to him and says, oh God, please get me a better job. One with better pay, with better benefits, with some upward mobility. One that I would really enjoy. Honestly, I think that God might say, why would I do that for you? When you haven't been faithful with little, when you haven't been faithful with what I've already given you, why would I trust you with more? Why would I trust you with more responsibility? See, but if you view your work as a gift from God, it's a very small step from there to say, you know what, if it's a gift, then I'm going to be the very best in the world at what I can do, at what God has trusted me with. And if you do, then chances are you're going to probably have to acquire some skills. Because the Bible says, if the axe is dull and the edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. So what is it that you could do? What might that look like? Well, it might mean that you need to read some books. You might need to download a few podcasts. You might need to subscribe to a journal or a blog. You might get around other successful people so you can find out what they can do so you can improve what you do. You know, moms, if you're a stay-at-home mom, maybe you need to assess the character qualities of your kids and the ones that you want them to have, and you can go to work on that. Or maybe you need to work on your own personal spiritual life so that it rubs off on your kids. I don't know what it is that you need to do. Maybe, you know, you need to do something, but I, I don't know what it might be. But you, my, my question is, what are you doing to sharpen your skills? What are you doing to increase your skill level? What are you doing to try to improve? Now let me show you a verse that really ups the ante. Check this out. In, Ecclesi in uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, look at this verse. It says, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. Why don't you circle those three words? We're going to come back to it. Serve before kings. He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. What God's saying here, he's saying, if you're skilled in your work, if you decide that you're going to become the best in the world at your work, that you will not labor in obscurity forever. 
you will become noticed. Remember at the start of the message when I told you about like running carts into the grocery store? Well, in the midst of running carts into the grocery store, um, the Lord started talking to me and he was teaching me about work. And he reminded me that if that job is a gift from him, that I ought to give him my very best. And part of that is that I ought to start running the carts all the way into the grocery store. Not like run up close and stop and walk the last 15, 20 feet like all the other guys, but run them all the way into the door. You know, and so that's what I started to do. And then God started talking to me again. And he started te- and reminded me that if I was going to give him my best at work, running these carts all the way into the grocery store, then I actually needed to run. Not jog, not trot, not just go faster, but I mean, I need to just full out run in my loafers. And so, you know, that's what I started to do. And then God's talked to me again. A few weeks later, he said, he reminded me that if I was going to view my job as a gift from him, and if I was going to become the best in the world at it, and honor him by how I did it, by running all the way to the store, and by really running, then I should do it with a smile on my face, and not like I'm in pain. (laughs) And I know, I mean, people had to be, looking at me and thinking, what is wrong with this kid? Because here's this kid, like he's running these carts in the grocery store, like he's thrilled and happy about it. But remember what this verse says. It says, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. And so six months later, when a job opening opened up at the store for a promotion, guess who got it? That's right, a kid named Ricky, because his dad was the district manager. Ah. And yes, I was disappointed. But here's the deal. I didn't let that stop me from honoring God And the way I worked, because I wasn't doing it for a promotion, I was doing it for him. And so three months later, with another promotion opened up, guess who got it? That's right, I did. Because look, even when office politics are at play, God's word is still true. Still true. So would you make a commitment to be the best in the world at whatever you're doing, even if you know you're not going to have that job forever? Because whatever job you have, whatever work you have, it is still a gift from God. And it is worth doing the best you possibly can, being the best you possibly can at it. Look, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be a bad boy forever, but those lessons that God taught me have stayed with me for a lifetime. One more thing. Remember that part I had you circle in that verse, serve before kings? 
The greatest king that you can serve is him. The greatest king you can serve is him. So if you're going to view your work as a gift, be skilled at what you do. In fact, strive to be the best at what you do. Because honestly, you don't just serve your boss. You don't just serve your team. You don't just serve your workplace, your corporation, or your product, or your industry. You serve God and his son, Jesus Christ, the king of kings. You serve him. So you need to view your work as a gift from him, and you need to become the best in the world at it. Because that is how God wants you to view your work. So I want you to pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. On the card and on the notes, I want you to check the next step or steps that you feel like God's inspiring you to take today. And maybe it's this first one. I will view my current work as a gift from God, whether I'm paid to do it or not. Would you check that? And listen, everybody, pull out your connection card. Everybody participate. Because this is your chance to show God how serious you are at following through with what he says to do. Maybe it's the second one. Since it's a gift from God, I will spend time thanking God for my work. Would you do that? Would you spend, God thanking, spend time thanking God for your work? Whether you're paid or not, would you spend time thanking? You know, maybe part of that, you know, maintain that attitude of thankfulness is to, you know, write some of these verses on an index card and put it on your dash or put it on your computer monitor or put it on your bathroom mirror before you go out to meet the world. Number three, I will take specific steps this week to increase my skill level in my current work. So what would you have to do to increase your skill level? Would you follow through and do something to do that? Become the best in the world at what you do? Next, I'll memorize Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. Man, what a powerful verse. Would you memorize it? Or maybe this last one. I want to become a Christ follower for the first time in my life. If you have never taken that step and prayed a prayer asking Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you and pledge to follow him, this is going to be your chance to pray that prayer. So here's what I want us to do. I want everybody in the room to bow your head and close your eyes. And I want you to think about the next step or steps you're willing to take today. And if you need to look at your card, that's perfectly fine. But look, we don't want to be a group of people that intends to change we want to people want to be the kind of people that do change and so i want you to take a few moments i want you to pray and ask god to change you with these next steps or whatever next steps you've committed to i if you're ready to become a christ follower then this is your time to pray that prayer so i want everybody right now do business with god in these moments
Father, I thank you that you have given us work. God, not to wear us out, but God, to teach us so many things about you and about how we can become the kind of people that you want us to be. I thank you for those days, Lord. Honestly, I never thought I'd pray this, but I really do. I thank you for those days as a bag boy, for those three and a half years working at Albertsons and all that you did in me then and all that you continue to do in me now. And I ask that you would do in all of us the things that you want to do to help us become men and women that honor you at our work, whether it's a career or whether it's a volunteer or stay at home or retired or whatever, that we would honor you in all things and that we would change the way we view work, that we would view it like you do as a gift, something that we should be the best in the world at to honor you. Bring us all back safely next week to hear more of what you want to say to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.